so talking of coronavirus, are you feeling like at the moment you're managing to stay positive and motivated, obviously with lots of things cancelled? Yeah, I am. I really struggled at the beginning, I'm not going to lie. Before the Paralympics was postponed, I found it really, really tough because I didn't have access to my trainer Lisa and I couldn't have access to strength and conditioning or physiotherapy and they're the things that are so crucial to me being the best athlete that I can be. I was just finding it really hard with them not coming up with a decision of the postponement to carry on training towards something that inevitably was going to be postponed, but we didn't have the nod. As soon as the news came out that it had been postponed, it was honestly such a massive relief. Although I'm riding, I'm not doing lots. So I'm giving her the weekends off nice especially in this weather for her to just get out in the field and have two field days I'm just doing lots of packing pole work sessions and just keeping schooling to a bit of a minimum because obviously now we've got so much longer to go until Tokyo yeah okay let's move on to some quick fire horsey questions a bit of fun can you remember your first horse related memory I can remember there was a little pony called Polo and obviously he was grey and we used to have every year we used to have shows down the yard and I can remember doing literally like trotting poles because everybody else would do normal jumps and I can't jump so my mum was on the lead rein trotting around the field going over these trotting poles so I was probably like five or or six or something. Polo is such a classic name as well, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. You can't not have a polo in your life, can you? <laughs> what about scariest horse-related memory? I had a young horse called Bam Bam, and I went out, and it was quite early in the morning, and it was a really cold day, and there was a bit of a frost on the floor, and I had literally just got on, and I was walking around the outside of the school, and down one long side, we've got hedging, And it just started to spit with rain and my mum had gone to go and get me a raincoat. And this pigeon, literally from nowhere, flew out of the hedging right next to Bam Bam and missed his neck by like millimetres. So he span around and because I wasn't warmed up or anything, I was literally just like, just got on, just perched on top. He span around and I managed to sit to that and he cantered off and then he span around at the gate again and that was it. I hit the deck and I am not a scaredy cat when it comes to falling off but I knew that that one really hurt. I crawled, managed to crawl over while I dragged myself over to the fence and I tried to pull myself up as my mum was walking around and I was in absolute agony. And I couldn't get up and I thought that I'd broken my pelvis. I was in so much pain. So we called the ambulance and they took an hour and a half to get to me. I was in the poor rain. The joke is I literally live five minutes from a hospital that has an A&E. So I don't know why it took them so long to get out to me. But I had a mountain block wedged underneath me so I could kind of stay in the same position. I had a, a New Zealand over the top of me to keep me dry and to keep me warm. And then they eventually got there. And luckily, it ended up being bone bruising. Um, I luckily hadn't broken anything, but I had to have three months off 
a riding. Getting back on Bam Bam, I did get a little bit scared and I, I just had to kind of give myself a bit of a, a slap and tell myself to get on with it. And it wasn't his fault and that was the thing and that, that was why I... I think was able to get my head around it so quickly was it was the pigeon it wasn't his fault and like it made me jump let alone him so I mean a couple of rides later and I was absolutely fine but that was my scariest moment okay um most memorable ride London for sure every single day was special I think the feeling of going in on the first day going in there with 14,000 people cheering and chanting and everything that was incredibly special the commentator was like please be quiet and respect the rider and everything but actually it really did help me because JP kind of was like whoa all these people, they come to watch me, I'm so special. So it did actually help me, but it, it, it could have had the opposite effect very, very easily. As soon as I trotted and started trotting around the arena, I was like, right, okay, on the job now, and uh, and was completely focused. Okay, so this one's quite hard because you've got a lot to pick from, but what is your proud course-related achievement? That is really, really difficult. I think I've got a few for different reasons. My first medal in London, I think because I'd worked so hard for 12 years to get there, that obviously then achieving it in front of the home crowd as well, that made it even more special. I was so proud to have done it for my country. Doing it again in Rio, I probably felt more proud for being able to do it again on the same horse four years later. Competition was a lot tougher in Rio. To be able to have repeated it, that was probably my proudest. Yeah. Definitely. And like we were saying, you put that bar right up there. I felt proud of myself as well for being able to deal with the pressure because I didn't have any of that going into London, whereas we had so much in Rio. So I felt really proud of what we'd managed to achieve under the circumstances that were really, really tough. Okay, this is a bit of a different question. Have you ever had anything go wrong before an event that you've had to like quickly resolve? Yes. So it was my last ride before Rio and I was going through my freestyle to music and I was going through the process and everything was going really, really well. And I was like, right, I just want a final good ride. And I came round the corner to finish my four, uh, three or four loop serpentine. And there was about, I don't know, 20, 30 pigeons on the floor. And they all... Oh no, pigeons again. Pigeons again. Honestly, I've got the biggest pigeon phobia now. They all just flew away at the same time. It was the most pathetic fall of my entire life. JP literally just slammed the brakes on. And I just toppled off. And it, honestly, I was killing myself laughing as I was falling. And I, I hit the deck and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that has just happened. Like I'm going off tomorrow to one of the biggest competitions of my life and I've just fallen off. And so I called my mum and was like, you'll never guess what's just happened. And uh, I was like, I'm on the floor. And she's like, oh my God, are you okay? I've only actually 
just started telling people that that happened because I didn't want to tell anybody because I was unheard. If I'd have been hurt, then it would have been a different story. But I didn't tell my dad. The only people that knew was my mum and my groom because they had to both come and help me get back on again. But we managed to keep it a secret for for years afterwards. Like it's only just kind of coming out this year. (laughs) Actually, can that count as my funny story? I think that's a funny story, me falling off before I go. I nearly said to you if you were falling off laughing that probably did come into your funniest one (laughs) I literally was yeah okay right let's do this one which is I'm going to give you different personalities and you've got to tell me which horse they belong to and we'll do it with all your past and present competition horses so um who is the naughtiest in the stable or to ride in the stable Ludo Okay, the funniest. Probably Lottie. She's the most expressive, I guess, and so therefore is quite funny with her expressions. Okay, the most clever. Suki, I would say, was the most clever riding. Like, I would teach her something new, and like I taught her flying changes in one session. She was... She had a brain like a sponge. She was amazing. But again, I would say Lottie's quite clever as well. Okay, the cutest. Pilgrim. Cuddliest. Lottie. Bravest? Lottie. Or Suki. Lottie or Suki, actually. Okay, the social butterfly. Probably Lottie. Introvert. JP. Ah, the class clown. Class clown. Bam, bam. The agony aunt. Woody. Show off. JP. Teacher's pet. JP. Moodiest. Ludo. And the most giving. JP. Okay, um, right, so your current horse now is Lottie. Let's have a few questions on Lottie quickly before we move on to the staying at home recommendations. So uh, what annoys her the most? When she doesn't get the food that you're eating. (laughs) She is literally food obsessed. I've never known a horse like it in my entire life. Like I can be eating anything and she will want it. And like, she's got an internal clock, I think. And when it's coming up to lunchtime, she will just stand by the gate, neighing her head off. So yeah, I think it's it's when she's not being fed. <laughs> okay, what's she happiest doing? Eating. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. <laughs> to be honest, she, she loves like, she loves being groomed. She loves any interaction. She's a real extrovert um any any interaction that she can get with anybody um and and she's happy what is the funniest thing about her personality or would that be the food thing yeah I think I think it's just her expressions like you can tell how she's feeling just by looking at her face the other day so she goes out she used to go out with Pilgrim when she first arrived but Pilgrim was a really bad influence on her so we had to separate them and so she now goes out with Pickles who is a livery's Shetland and he's much more sedate and they are like brother and sister and they are so in love with each other it's so cute but the other day Pickles have been turned out I was riding so Pickles have been turned out in another field and we went out to the outdoor school and the field backs on to the outdoor school and she saw him and she was on the lunge and she literally stopped dead and looked out and it was just written all of her over her face did you know that he's out there and he's not with me (laughs) 
Like literally that was just, you could see it going through her mind. And she, yeah, she's just so beautifully expressive and she's got the most beautiful eyes. Yeah, she's lovely. Oh, bless her. This probably links in with the cutest thing about her personality then. Yeah, her eyes, definitely. And she's just in tune with you and she just wants to be everybody's friend. Oh, that's so sweet. She is lovely. So we finished our horse chat and now I just want to move on to a bit more about coronavirus and we will get some of your advice on things that you would recommend, if that's okay. What would you recommend to watch or are you watching anything in particular at the moment? So we have literally just finished New Amsterdam on Amazon Prime. And I loved it. It was so good. It's a series. I would normally avoid it, and I did avoid it for a really long time. It's about hospitals. I just hate hospitals. I hate needles. I hate blood. I'm really squeamish. And so that put me off. But actually, I just loved the characters in this and I just looked away if there was like a gory bit but they were so engaging and it's still going on I'm just waiting for the new episodes to be released and like I'm a bit of a I cry a lot when I'm happy when I'm sad and I cried at pretty much every episode and Mark would just like look over at me and he was like you're crying aren't you I'm like yeah (laughs) I'm such a crier as well it can be a Christmas advert it can be anything yeah me too. Edgar. I loved Edgar uh, this Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what would you listen to? I like everything. Mark and I have slightly different music tastes, but we've been listening a lot to Justin Bieber's new album. That's pretty good. Yeah. And um, I love my old music. So I'm a massive like George Michael fan. And so when he's not around, I would ask Alexa to play George Michael. And she's probably going to play it now because I've just said it out loud. (laughs) Okay, what would you read? The psychological book and it's it's probably more of a learning thing. Right, it's by Steve Peters, Dr. Steve Peters, Chimp Paradox. And it's um all about psychology and it's amazing and it has completely changed my sports psychology method. That's really interesting. I love it. Okay, what would you play? We love Articulate, but you need more than two people to be able to play that. Yeah, I love that game as well. It's so good. That's my like go-to on a on like a, a party or Christmas. Do you know what? Actually, I was thinking the other day about getting a puzzle. We got bought one from my cousin a few years ago, and it was like a personalised picture one, and we got really addicted to it. And I didn't think I would. Yeah, they're fun, aren't they? But yeah, they're really good. And so I was thinking, actually, about ordering another puzzle on Amazon. But I haven't really got anywhere to put it now because Mark's taken over our dining room table as his home office. So we would literally have to do it on the floor, which isn't really very practical. I've seen these great things. I don't know if you've seen them. uh, My nan's got one and it's like a folder that folds in and it's got like a... Um, fabric that helps it to stick but basically you put the puzzle out and then if you're like halfway through working on it or whatever you can fold it in so you can put it on any surface so surface so say you put it on the dining room table and then 
fold it out and then you can put it all away without actually using the table if that makes sense or if you did that on the floor it won't go everywhere it doesn't break away no it's solid oh okay I guess they're probably called puzzle folders or I don't know something but look into that have you seen those funny puzzles they're like impossible puzzles so it will be all smarties or something that would just be impossible to do I'm not sure I'd have that much patience. (laughs) No, I'd get too frustrated with those. Okay, let's do your last one. What would you eat? I've been baking a lot. Actually, literally before we started this, I just baked some strawberry and banana cookies. Oh, they sound amazing. They're really good. I did have a cheeky little munch. I'm a massive Bake Off fan. I love the Great British Bake Off. And so the other day they made these miniature... Yorkshire puddings with beef and horseradish and then that inspired me to make toad in the hole so we had toad in the hole last week for dinner which is delicious but they also made eclairs and I was like okay that would be a bit of a challenge like that's one up from a simple kind of like cake so I want to make my own shoe pastry and then make my own like ganache or something to fill it with and make the topping so that's my isolation challenge to myself to be able to build up to be able to make eclairs very nice okay well thank you so much for being our fourth guest on the podcast it was so lovely to talk to you and I think this was an amazing conversation and lots of people are going to really have enjoyed it so to the listeners out there if you want to leave any comments and likes uh, we'd really appreciate it and I'm sure if you leave any comments for Natasha I'll pass them on to her too thank you so much thank you so much for being on I've loved it thank you